you ever wish that you could just watch how someone else is making their business happen? How they're taking their dreams and goals and making them a reality? I mean, get a real fly on the walls view of how they worked through the kinks and made things happen. That's what the TMA membership and community is all about. It allows you to pull back the curtain, see the messy of everyone's businesses, and cheer each other on, all while providing their best practices and knowledge and lessons learned. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box, and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. In today's episode, you get to be that fly on the wall that I mentioned earlier, peeking in on a case study featuring the entire TMA team, Jenny, Allison, and myself. We're so excited to be coaching and mentoring a TMA member and photography business owner, Ellie Boone. Ellie's grown a successful photography business at Ellie Boone Photography. Today, we'll be walking Ellie through the task of scaling back her business offerings and honing in on what, when, and where she would like to shoot. As Ellie navigates the challenges of niching down to her desired location and outsourcing task, I know that there are others of you out there that are going to have the same situation in your own photography businesses. Join us as we answer all of Ellie's questions, give her tailored advice specific to her needs, and share exactly what has worked for each of us in our own businesses. Now I present to you episode number 25 and the third installment of our case study series at the Motherhood Anthology Podcast. Thanks so much for doing this. You guys are just putting out so much amazing content and I really am thankful. Someone contacted me this week, like, can you help me start a photography business? I was like, you just need to subscribe. (laughs) There's literally like no point in me, like trying to explain things to you. (laughs) Thank you for joining our case study today and sharing your issues with the whole world. (laughs) You're welcome. Hopefully I won't regret it. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, let's start by just telling everybody about you and who you are and about your business. Okay. So I'm Ellie Boone and I would refer to myself as a fine art portrait artist. I have been in business for almost seven years. I started my business when my husband started his medical journey as a doctor and it was his first year of medical school and I had our first child and didn't want to go to work. So (laughs) I, I started taking pictures and it's kind of amazing. I've like been able to support our family for seven years through my work. Um, which which I just like never dreamed. Like, it's just been a huge gift. I think I was kind of mad that I had to, I was mad that I had to work (laughs) and, but it's just been this like amazing blessing that I didn't know that I needed to have this outlet. And I've also discovered like my love for business, which I did not know that was there. And that's just like played a, well, that's like poured into other areas of our life, which has been cool. But, um, yeah, it's just been a cool way to like develop my own passions and skills and, and then just have like a social outlet while I'm at home with kids a lot. And my husband's yeah. a lot. What's your so, background? Yeah, I did. I, we were in Fort Worth for like, f- for five years. And I also started like expanding my business to Dallas. And then almost three years ago, we moved to Waco for my husband's residency, which is like about an hour and a half between like 
any direction I can go an hour and a half to Dallas or Fort Worth or Austin. And I didn't, I kind of thought that's too far. I I'll probably stop working when I moved here. Like, I don't really think Waco could sustain. I'm not sure if they could, I could have a clientele here, but I have just kept up with my DFW clients and have also, we went to UT in Austin and I've like started adding clients in Austin, which has been fun to go back to Austin. And I love Austin. So yeah, it's really amazing to have two fairly large cities that you can easily, you know, serve and market to like that is, that is really cool. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's awesome. And I'm also wondering if I need to like chill. (laughs) (laughs) Like it really, I mean, it's three different cities. It's an hour between Dallas and Fort Worth. So, okay. Yeah. But it is like a unique scenario. I mean, it's also really fun to live in the middle of all of that. Ellie, I went to Baylor and so I live there in Waco and I love Wait, that. Is this Allison? Yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, we we live downtown and we just love Waco. We've we I have I would have never yeah. been, but we're like Michael's gonna take a job here and we're settling. I mean, we already are very settled, so we love it. So this is my question, Ellie. If I come visit you, will you take me to Round Top? <laughs> Okay, Round Top is not in Waco. No, <laughs> no. Round Top is outside of Houston, like about an hour and twenty minutes. It's like so between you Houston can come with and me. Austin. <laughs> yeah, Waco is like the Magnolia Land. Magnolia, right. the silos. But, but she always goes to Round Top, so I thought that was close for some reason. So me? it's not. It's not super far. You're talking about, you're talking about Joanne Gaines. Joanne right, Gaines. right, right. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I'm like, I don't go to round top. I like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't have a babysitter. I wish I could go to Brown for a whole day. Yeah. If you come to Waco, I'll take you. There's actually really good antiquing in Waco. I think there is there's, yeah. and there's such cute stores. Like it, I love that town. Yeah. It's very charming and it's definitely growing really quickly. So do you see Chip and Joanna out and about? I have. <laughs> a lot of my friends work for them. Okay. Oh, my like Small town. Like, I don't know them at all, but I know like all their best friends. So they're kind of like, you know, they're around, but you don't see them. It's interesting. That's so fun. They're great. Everyone has great things to say about them here. And oh, they do a lot for Waco. So tell us your what brings you to the case study? So what would you say that your top business struggle is? Well, okay. I think I said on my form that it was scheduling and that's true. It's just a lot of shuffling around trying to coordinate with clients on when I can come to their town. And I really like have to have at least two people booked for it to be worth it to me Mm -hmm. to go to Dallas or Austin or Fort Worth. And so that's just a little tricky, like between that. And then we have four kids that are six and under. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And my husband like is not, he's works like 15 hour days a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, So just juggling all of that is my biggest struggle, but he's almost done. He has like next fall in the fall will be like, he's done this summer and I'll take the summer off. And then in the fall, our plan is for me to have one day or two days a month where he's like running the house and I'm working. 
And so I'm really excited about that to just have like dedicated time. And so the other thing that I'm kind of toying around with is, is it like sustainable for me to keep going back and forth to big cities? Like I've done, I, I, whenever I first moved here, I'd, I'd say, okay, I'm coming to Dallas March 10th. And it was great. I was, I would be able to book a full day, but I feel like towards the end of that, I just was kind of getting a little, like not doing my best work and not doing your best work because you were doing like multiple sessions crammed too much in one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be awesome. One of my dreams is to be able to like build something that everyone could come to me. And we have like an amazing, my studio is like on the side of our house and it is like the prettiest light ever. It's like, we live in a 1910, um, like colonial house and our, and it's the sunroom. So it's like floor to ceiling windows on three sides and the light is just like stunning in there. So I am just kind of like toying around with, I guess what I'm struggling with is identifying exactly what I want to do. (laughs) Yeah. Back up a second before. Okay. So I already have like some thoughts and advice for you, but before I tell you that, can you tell me maybe not right now, but like when your husband's done with his residency, maybe in like six months to a year, what is the ideal number of sessions a month that you would want or need? I guess like, what is it right now? And what does it look like in a, in a year? Are those different? Okay. I have, I do have one question for y'all and I kind of hate that this is going to be broadcast, but (laughs) whenever you say, so this is good. This is the first time that my husband's going to like have like good job. Yeah. (laughs) He's been getting paid the last few years, but it's like not much. Yeah, sure. Um, And so it's been very easy to be like, yeah, I just literally can't do that if I don't get paid, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's been like helpful for me running my business because it's like, I think some people feel bad charging. And I do, Mm -hmm. I do. I struggle with that too, for sure. When I'm having trouble thinking through that actually in terms of there, I mean, there's tons of like extra things we would like to do, like renovating our house and Mm -hmm. building a pool, like things like that. But I don't really know how to like budget for that. Like Mm -hmm. in terms of like we're, it's not like we're not going to be able to pay the credit card bill. It's like, do you know what I mean? Like going instead of, Mm -hmm. it's easier to be incentivized by need than like what will, and, and I think I do have like a pulse on this just isn't worth it to me. That's pretty clear because we have a lot of little kids and me leaving the house costs a lot for everybody. And yeah. so that's kind of the, I guess that's kind of how I can, I'm, I'm solving my own problems right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's fair. I think a lot, I think one of the biggest problems in our industry, like if I'm being honest right now is, you know, spouses saying, my husband's job pays all the bills or, you know, in your case, will pay all the bills. And I don't need, I don't need this money. I don't need to do this to survive. And like, and that's fair. Like that is, that is a valid situation and feeling and thought for sure. And for me, it's just like, I think at that point you are lucky to be able to make the choice of saying, I don't need to do this. Do I even want to, do I want to leave my house? Do I want to leave my small children for this? 
And if the answer is no, like that's valid. And if the answer is, I still really love what I do and I want to do it, that's also valid. But like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to make a less at what you're doing just because somebody else in your household is also doing well and making an income. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's easier said than done, but like, you don't, you don't deserve any less in a year from now, just because you need it a little bit less. Well, and one, one thing to add to is, you know, you life unfolds sometimes very differently than we like plan. So for instance, you know, when we moved out to Asheville from Houston, you know, I moved here, I was flying back from my business. My husband was working remote, all of that. And how thankful am I that I charge like a, a, an amount to where if everything else stopped, all the other income stopped, I could still support our family because we got to a point where we decided that we wanted my husband to not work in corporate America anymore. And so we could then afford to lose those six figures and still live how we are. And so that's what I always tell people is you need to run a business if like that was supporting your family um, because you deserve it, number one, but also because life happens and you just don't know whether it's like planned or not planned, what what changes you're going to want to make in the future. And so if you are running a business that is like profitable and sustainable, then all of a sudden when you're like served with those decisions, they're a lot easier to make because you're not having to, you know, go back and like revamp pricing or, you know, let go of some things in your own life that, you know, are nice, like nice, nice things that are extras. So when you're choosing, you know, I think that you and I have some things in common, Ellie, because, you know, you're, you're traveling for work and so am I. And so I think that when you are looking at like, how many sessions do you want to photograph? I think that like, you know, thinking ahead, like a year, but then also like three years and structuring that to where, you can do what is like easy for you and, and not overwhelming, but also at the same time, like make that, make that money. Because then when your husband starts, you know, having a job that is paying him well, then suddenly the money that you are bringing in can then go to, um, college funds or a pool fund or a renovation fund. Mm -hmm. And then at any point, if you need that for actual, like, you know, living, you can take that money back and readjust and shift where it's going to. Yeah, totally. That's, that's a good word. I think I would go, I don't think I would do more than three in a day and once or twice a month. So that's pretty variable. So two to three sessions once to twice a month. Cause I have to go somewhere, you know? Yeah. And so question, if you shift it around and you start asking clients to come to you. Is that possible? Well, I've played around with it and it's, I have had clients come to me. I've probably had, I've probably had like 12 clients come to Waco, but it's not common. And I know it's not convenient. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just like continuing to like refine my vision of what will serve people and something that's unique. I'm, I'm thinking some about something that I'm dreaming about right now is doing like a child, like elevating the, um, like childhood portrait experience, like at a certain age where 
parents like did it at a certain time and did it for all of their kids. I think that could be, you know, if you came once every time you had a three-year-old or something, you know, I feel like people could get their heads around that. So I, I guess I'm wondering, like, could you structure your business to where you knew that you, like, I know that I go to Texas once a month and I do all of my sessions in those days. I'm wondering if you could structure your business to where maybe you were traveling two days a month, but then that there's a third day where people do come to you. Well, I think that would be nice to have something like that. That's like a little bit more automated, you know, where people can just sign up and it's right repeat. So that's something I'm dreaming about right now. I'm in the, I have also been shifting this, um, spring to trying to do more a la carte. How do you say (laughs) a la carte? Yeah. And I think that's been going well. I feel like I haven't really until this point, seen the value in having someone do the work for you of putting it all together. And, and I feel like I'm, I finally believe, (laughs) and I feel like I'm, I'm able to like sell that, like you know, you can't like sell something you don't really believe in. And I, and I think that's like a very valuable service. So that's been exciting. And one thing to keep in mind too, is if you're starting to offer products, then a lot of times, you know, let's say that you sell a $2,000 album, then suddenly like you've made off of, you know, one client, a a $2,000 sale. And so that like lessens how many clients you have to take overall every month to, to reach your goals. So products can be a huge, way to really like decrease the amount of clients that you're serving. If that's your wish, like if you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be traveling so much, well, then maybe you can go only go one, one day a month and travel knowing that, you know, you've refined your, your sales process. And like most people are buying products that subsidize, you know, not taking as many clients on. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like what I want to be doing. I just, I, I'm just finding it as I'm thinking about, okay, am I going to keep doing this or not? What really like shakes me, I guess, is I feel like I've really refined my skill of like capturing families. And like, I feel, I feel like I've achieved what I wanted to in terms of my vision, like my like artistic vision, obviously that's like evolving, but what I like set out to do from the beginning. And it just makes me like really sad to think that people are not printing these (laughs) like, and I shoot films. So I'm like investing so much in the pictures and I just want my clients to like, see it the same way. And so I'm, I'm excited to, you know, try to educate them and hope that this like elevates their enjoyment of the product. Yeah. I think you don't realize like how great your work is, or maybe you do, but like, (laughs) like your work is so good. I think you could so easily have clients come to you like that and want you for what you do. And then like, you could just offer a day or two a month, like Allison does and was saying and going back to the other places. But like, I think you'd be surprised at how many will travel to you. Mm -hmm. I agree 100% because knowing Texas, I mean, everyone's used to driving, like you've got to drive many places. So, you know, even, even doing what I did where, you know, once I was out in Asheville, I just decided like, Hey, you know, if I'm going to take time away from my family and fly back, 
and like create these galleries of pictures for people. I don't want them to purchase anything less than the full gallery. So I changed my pricing. And so you can even do it that way where like, okay, sure. You're going to travel to Dallas or to Austin, but that all, then all of a sudden, like their only choice is to purchase the full gallery. Whereas like maybe if they came to you in Waco, they got to choose how many digital files they wanted. There's lots of different ways to like structure that to where, Mm -hmm. you know, it encourages them to make the trip. I understand it might be hard with like newborns and stuff, but like for maternity and family sessions and you know, milestone sessions coming to Waco, like driving an hour, hour and a half, like that's, that's easy. Yeah. Or you could even do like a creative fee that is much higher for, you know, Dallas and Fort Worth and Austin sessions, and then a smaller creative fee for, you know, your studio Waco sessions. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of different ways that you can incentivize um, clients to come to you and then, you know, make it worth your while to go to them instead. And really just like, it's okay to have those boundaries on scheduling those things. You mentioned the heirloom portraits. Have you considered maybe, I know there's a business here in my area and they do heirloom heirloom portraits almost as many sessions in different cities. I mean, they traveled to Texas and different states all over really. And I, and I don't know exactly how they're setting it up, but I bet they have like clients in those areas that almost host the mini sessions where they go into a, the home with a, a backdrop and a light. I guess that's what they use for the heirloom portraits, if that's what you're talking about, the more classic heirloom portraits. But I know that they charge well for it and it is um, very popular. So maybe if you're in those cities on certain dates, you could advertise that this is when you're doing it and that would, you know, kind of group your, your, um, sessions together. So that you're not traveling there so much for those. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. When you're talking about, um, like offering different prices for like Waco versus traveling, how would you do that logistically? Like if a client inquires about Dallas or something, would you like send them also the pricing sheet for Waco that's different and say, and yeah, I would, that would be? The, the way that I would personally do it is you could, you could either do the, you know, digital files are only available as like a all or nothing kind of like Allison's doing it. Or so like my pricing sheet at the top has like, you know, their step one is pick an individual session or the membership, which is multiple sessions. And for you, if I were doing this, like for you, that could look like an individual Waco session. Like you could say studio session, you know, in Waco. And that could be like, say four, $500 is the creative fee, or you could say an in-home or on location in, you know, DWF or no DFW. What is that? (laughs) I always mess that up. I'm clearly not from Texas. Um, (laughs) As you were wondering, you know, then you could say like an in-home or on location in these locations, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth. And that is, you know, a $900 creative fee or whatever you need to do to make it worth it to you to be different. And just let them like have them see both options. And I think you would be surprised because I do this too with like in-home sessions is I charge a lot more money to leave my studio, even if I'm going five miles down the road to do an in-home newborn for various reasons. But like, it really gives the client, you know, you're offering both things and you're being accommodating and you are giving them the service of like that customization, but you're saying like this costs more. 
And then they can see both. And, you know, the clients that for that really, truly want it, they'll pay extra. Or if they don't care or love your studio or are fine with that, like they'll just be like, I'll just do that. And I think you'll be surprised at how many, it's kind of like the weekend thing. Like when you mm-hmm. don't want to work weekends anymore and you start charging a higher weekend fee, like all of a sudden they can um, miraculously find a weekday that works for them. <laughs> like It's mm-hmm. kind of like that, like you give them the option, but like, it's not going to come cheap. That's how I would do it. But yeah. And as far, as far as like, you're talking about like ease of scheduling, right? Like how to like easily schedule these clients. Yeah. I would just, do you use like 17 hats or like a client management software? I use HoneyBook. Okay. Yeah. So like whatever, whatever you use, like for me, I use 17 hats. So I would go in and I would create a workflow that like an inquiry workflow specific for Dallas Fort Worth. Then I would create an inquiry workflow specific for Waco and then one specific for Austin. And then when you get an inquiry that comes in, I would just apply that workflow. And then that way everything is already tweaked for that specific location. You've got like the pricing PDF attached for it, everything. And then just send it that way. That way it's, it's all automated. And even though you, you're serving like a bunch of different locations, it's not adding extra work to your plate. Yeah. And you could even have, I, I don't know if you said this in this, but like you could, so in my contact form, you can have like a drop down menu and you, you could even put like, or I guess you would do this with check boxes because then they can check multiple instead of just picking one from a drop down, but like put their desired location. And then you can even see kind of what they're thinking or if they're open to both. So you could put, you know, Waco in studio, Waco outdoors on location, Dallas in Dallas on location, Dallas in home, whatever, like put mm-hmm. those all there and say like, check as many as, you know, you're right. interested in or apply to yeah. you. And then you can like really know going in, you know, what this potential session could be scheduled as and kind of like what information to give them and things like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Try to keep it simple. Like I know it sounds like this whole scheduling thing is like stressful to you and like the easiest thing you can do for yourself and like your family and your kids is like try to just make it as simple as possible and take away the like stress and anxiety from it. It's a it's really, a good problem a, to have. <laughs> do you have an assistant or anyone that helps you in your business? I don't. I've actually been thinking about I I asked a question in the group yesterday. Cause I was thinking there's someone in particular who I think would be good at, um, doing sales. Have y'all ever, I mean, surely y'all have someone hired, but had someone like do a call for you basically. I haven't had anybody do a call, but I have had, um, someone do sales for me. Okay. And I will say that like I do sales now. Um, and I am comparing like the sales success, I guess, between like the photographer doing those appointments and then having someone else do those appointments. And like, from what I've seen so far, at least I have sold more products and I'm not sure if that's because I have some authority and I'm the, you know, artist behind the images. And I'm not sure like what the rhyme or reason is, but especially if, you know, you're going to do everything online I would personally highly recommend keeping that as yours and outsourcing in other areas. So outsource like, you know, maybe in blogging or in social media or something like that. I've done like different internships, like with like when I was in Fort Worth, I did it with TCU and I've thought about doing that, even like a paid position for like an older girl at Baylor. 
So I am thinking about trying to get a little help with like blogging, especially things that are kind of extra. I think the more you can outsource and just like keep it simple. So you do not feel overwhelmed running a business like we do and having four little ones and having a spouse who is not home a lot or also is working a lot. Like obviously like he is deep into his training and like what he's doing, like that's a lot. And I think, I think sometimes we're just so hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and that we like have to do it all or feel like we have to do it all. And like, just remember, like you don't owe anybody anything, like set your boundaries, set your pricing. So it's all worth it to you, regardless of what he makes today or in a year or in 10 years. And I think that will, I think that will automatically like let you breathe a little easier and, you know, take some weight off your shoulders. Yeah. Can, I can't remember if I had any other things on my form. (laughs) Kim, do you have those? I'm like, what other problems do I have? (laughs) Oh, yes, I do have those. I think she, I think you covered it. You had just asked about the, you know, scheduling and changing from all-inclusive to a la carte. Do you have any other questions while you have us just about any of that or other business questions or other troubleshooting problems? (laughs) Gosh. Kelly, I would just say like, as, as someone that like, my kids are, well, my youngest is 10 now, um, but just having a business through the years and trying to manage all the things, like if you're busy and you have, um, you know, you do have four children, like I would say definitely my be- my best piece of advice is to find some someone to help you, an assistant or someone that can do sales or really kind of anything but shoot because you don't want to look back one day and go, you know, like I spent all these years working and I missed out or you don't want to be so tired from shooting that you don't get to be like involved and in, with your kids and like the older they get, the busier actually things are going to get. So a good assistant, thank you, Allie, will help, <laughs> will help you make money for sure. And I know like for us creatives, it's really hard to like go of the reins on some things sometimes just because we want them to be like our vision, but you can definitely make more and do more and still be like, not burn out and enjoy life and not look back and feel like you like just worked all the time, you know, like, so just from what I'm hearing and just from my experience, I would definitely recommend that you find, you find someone that you feel like, you know, that can help you. And, you know, life things happen. And like through the years, things in my life have happened where you like, you have a panic moment because you have all the things scheduled and like just that peace of mind, knowing that you have someone that can, that can pick things up and handle them and rearrange them or just do the things that have to be done when you, when you can't, or you need to just step away for a little while. We'll give you lots of peace of mind. Yeah. I know. I listened to y'all's thing about hiring like advice about that. I think it was yours, Kim, maybe. Right. But um, do y'all have any more advice about like, I don't even know where I would begin and hiring someone. Yeah. You just said, did you just say that you felt like you knew someone that would be really great? Well, this friend that I have, I think she would be really great at, she's kind of like a hype man and she's looking for a little bit of extra work. I, I think I could pay her like with commission of even like bringing in work. I think she would be good at just, she, she works, she's a marketing person. So I just say when you hire, you just have to trust your gut. Like, yeah it's just a feeling you get from someone, you know, 
you kind of have to be careful that it's not someone that wants to move on and build their own business one day. They want to be part of a team or they want to be, you know, part of your business. And, and it's not just a stepping stone, you know, like a learning experience Yeah, because that can get really like hard on the other end of that. <laughs> you just know, like, and I say like have several conversations before you hire someone, the girls at the studio, they laugh at me. They say, you know, if I ask you, Hey, let's go have lunch. Like as far as someone like outside of our friend group, they were like, oh, Kim's going to hire her. But like, that's always my first step. Like, do I want to have a meal with you? And can we talk? And do we have lots to talk about? And do I get a good feeling from you? And then secondly, like you said, like, are they, they themselves going to open up clients for you? Like, are they in circles that like would be your ideal client? I mean, that's always a great plus. Um, it's not necessary, but um, that's a great plus too. But um yeah. And then I always like, I always check references. I really do because you just never know. And so, but number one is that gut feeling like that this is somebody that I like to spend time with that will have my back that I won't have to worry about. Well, all right. Do you think we answered any questions for you? Yeah, I do. I, I y'all are the best. I'm, I'm thankful. For, I'm really thankful for you guys. I know it's a lot. It's just a lot in general to like you know, run a successful business and it's hard to do it alone and know like what the right steps are all the time. And hopefully this like helped you kind of iron some things out and get some clarity. And I like personally, like, I really think, like I said, your work is amazing. And I think, you know, don't be afraid to, to put that out there and, you know, let people come to you and be a destination for your clients that love you so much surely, like, and think you're amazing. So Thanks. <laughs> Yay. Well, thanks for doing this. We appreciate You're welcome. you. I appreciate I appreciate y'all too. You guys have a good week. Oh, you, you too. too. Have a good week. Bye, Ellie. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Ellie, for being willing to sit down with us and share the struggles that you're experiencing in your photography business now. You asked so many great questions and were so open to our direction and advice. I'm sure this episode will be a blessing to others in the same boat as you. People like Ellie make our TMA community and membership a collaborative, welcoming, and encouraging place for all fellow motherhood photographers. The membership only opens a few times throughout the year and only for a few days. We'd love to have you join us when the membership reopens very soon so you too can get an amazing community of like-minded business owners. Simply go to themotherhoodanthology.com and click I want in to sign up for our email list so that you don't miss out. Benjamin Disraeli once said, the greatest good that you can do for another is not just to share your riches, but reveal them their own. From our lens to yours, until next time, friends.